virtual dialogue that will be happening. So keep an eye out for that. She also gave you there um, the particulars as to where you go and, you know, have an in. Happening on March the 4th, 11 o'clock in Vision Brand, as well as Sports, Arts and Recreation. In conjunction, you can also just Google, tweet, search if it is that you want to follow those uh, handles and also just keep abreast with, uh, obviously, times, etc. And I know that the details are out there as well. Now, another powerhouse of a woman whom I love chatting to as well. A friend of the show is none other than Khotatso Keiji Munchane, wheelchair tennis star. I mean, Australian Open semi-final and double finalist and back in the country. Um, And then she received a custom wheelchair. So we find out all about that sponsor. Keiji, a warm welcome to the show. Always nice to chat to you. Thank you and uh, good afternoon to you and to the listeners. How are you doing? How are you doing? Obviously, COVID times, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how you've been keeping you and your loved ones safe. Yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, tough times, but uh, one had to, you know, play it safe. So, I mean, for me, it's just been, you know, a matter of staying away from the people as much as possible. Mm. And, yeah, making sure that doing the right things, you know, washing hands, you know, wearing the mask whenever go out. So, I mean, I, I would say, you know, I'm one of the fortunate ones who have been contracted COVID so far together with my family. We're still lucky that no one in the family mm. so far has mm. contracted COVID. So I think, you know, the best thing is to keep doing the same thing until, you know, the professionals get it under control. You're right. You're right. It's those little things that we can do, like wearing masks, washing hands and sanitizing I'm just taking a look at, obviously, your ranking. Moving from sixth position on the rankings, you're now fifth in the world. Five. I can count on one hand. Five. (laughs) What does that number signify? You know, Romy, it's good to be back in the in the in the top five. You know, looking at we 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 are really in difficult times. You look at twenty twenty, we, we we hardly played. You know, mm. so for me, having to go out there and you know just taking it all in and appreciating the opportunity of being able to play again. I mean, I think that's the best thing I could have done for myself to just go out there and do the best that I could and having to see myself move up. You know, I couldn't have asked myself, you know, more than that. But uh, obviously there's still room for improvement, you know. I mean, we know with Paralympics coming up and with those results, I'm taking it all up and in and make sure that I prepare thoroughly to make sure that, you know, uh, I keep improving on those rankings. Yeah. Do you, I don't want to say that you take your sport for granted, but I do think, uh, you know, holistically, we've taken life for granted, uh, going places, you know, now we have to uh, take caution, uh, precaution, wear the mask. Do you think that when you're, you know, when you're on, on the court, is it a different sense of appreciation? Look, I, 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 I think it is, you know, like not a lot of people at the moment, not a lot of players, mostly in wheelchair tennis, have been granted opportunity to go and play. Because as you look at our calendar, mostly it's just the big tournaments that are going ahead. And you're like, what happens to the rest of the people who just play on the on our ordinary tour? Hmm. Tournaments are cancelled. Tournaments are being postponed. Right, so right. I tell you, whenever 
I got granted this opportunity to be back on court. I really have to take it all in because you never know when will there be a next tournament. Mm. So I am really, really appreciative of the opportunity. And like I said, the best thing to do when I'm out there is just to just leave it all out there no matter what the outcome is. That's it. Leave your heart and soul out on the court. And you did so because you were in the single semi-final and the doubles final. How do you... Coming off court and with those results, how do you debrief yourself? <laughs> you know, it's uh, like for me, I always tell myself to to keep trusting the process. You know, I mean, like I always tell people, I'm not a grassroots crafted tennis player. You know, I just picked up the racket and people just thought I could play <laughs> from that. People don't really understand where it's coming from. I rely more on the on the hard work. So having to see myself, you know, improving year by year, mm. it really means a lot. And it's a motivation for me to keep going back and, you know, grinding even harder than that. Because it's like the goal changes. When I see I can reach the semifinal, I start seeing the final, like I can reach the final. So whenever I go back to grind more, I work for that final. Like, now I'm waiting for that number four spot, you know, until, mm. until I get to the top, yeah. No, definitely. And you know what? We're going to be calling you as you go four, three, two. And then we make a big noise when we hit one. <laughs> I am waiting. I'm waiting to tell that story of yours right here on Radio 2000. Was there... I don't know. I, I'm not too sure what happens in your mind when you are on court. But in the singles, though, was there a glitch? What was going through your mind? Look, uh, obviously, the most challenging thing with this Australian Open is that there are new players, there were new players in the draw, and I got to play one of them. And I'm like, this is one player I haven't studied. I'm not even sure what to, to expect, you know. So for me, the first match was really, really important. It was a match to seal, you know. And second match, getting into the semi final, I'm there, set down, coming back on the second mm-hmm. set. And there's a. There's a huge break, you know, and I, 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 I fell short after that final set. But then now I know I still have work to do mentally because it was all in the mind, you know. So with with matches like that, you can always measure, you know, where you had where you had flopped or whatever. So it's it's good that you get an opportunity to go back and see your match analysis or your match videos and analyze what really went wrong mm. and when we look at games by games i mean the games are looking good but it was just all in the mind and you know like i said there's always room for improvement that yeah. second round matches like that really really needs a, a, a greater mental toughness mm. do you feel more supported now in your career than you ever have before yeah, most definitely, Romy. I think after what happened in, in 2018, you remember when there was no funding yes, I do. at all to, to help me go out there and play. I think after that, there was a lot of support coming through, you know, which I give credit to, to my agency, Optimize Agency, because they came on board and they made things happen for me. They made sure that I play each and every tournament that I wished to play, you mm. know, so they, they, they are just like people on the forefront of my career at the moment, making sure that, you know, I I keep going, you know, they are just, I feel like they are on the driving seat as much as I have to do 
the work on the other side, but yeah. they're the one keeping me going, making sure that I'm well supported, I'm well funded, and I don't drop out of tournaments for the for money reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say 2018 was the lowest? Was there a time where you thought, actually, no more? I'm not going to play tennis anymore. That's it. Because why? Why should you go on an international platform, you know, play your heart and soul out, come back home, yet I guess there's no investment, there's no investment in your talent to see you go to number one? Yeah, most definitely. 2018, it was a it was a dead end for me. To be honest, I was just I for me, I just felt like after that Wimbledon, as much as I made history and everyone is excited, I was like, I'm happy to actually finish like this, you know? Because I mean, I had I really had nothing. <laughs> I really had nothing. So after that Wimbledon, I wasn't gonna say I'm gonna go anywhere. Mm. So definitely 2018 for me, it was just a dead end. But I was going to be happy with how it ended because I I mean, I, I made history that particular yes. year. So it couldn't have been a bad one. Look, we're not talking about endings at all. We're only talking about new beginnings because let's talk about this wheelchair. I've seen obviously in the media, I didn't attend, but um, what does this mean um, in comparison to what you were using, what you're using now? And does equipment, I guess it does, especially in, in your case, play a big role in aiding you in your sport? Look, uh, Romy, let me give credit to my team at Optimize Again. Hi, and, Emmy, and the team. <laughs> and make still for, for coming through for, 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 for us on this one. I mean, I've been with the team trying to explain to them how these chairs work. Mm-hmm. Year by year, technology changes. People are using different models. People are sitting differently. Everyone is just trying to upgrade yeah. so that they can just like be better in, in terms of movement on court. But with this chair, you know, it's a company based in the UK, mostly branching out in different countries. But this chair is made out of aluminum and carbon fiber. So the it's lightest, light. <laughs> the lightest, lightest chair ah. you could ever think of. You can just lift it with, the, with your finger. With your pinky. That's, yeah, that's how light, <laughs> that's how light this chair is and I would like to believe definitely it will it will help me elevate the level of my level of my game because mm. you, know, you know what I've been using whatever chair that I have for the past four years and it's a bit heavier you know so uh, I would say you know they they have they, they, that weight of the chair plus my weight you, you can imagine mm. it's it's something else but with this chair i just feel like all i'll be doing i'll be dealing with it will just be my body weight and you know if i feel heavier then i know i need to go to the gym <laughs> with my trainer and we work on that you know because you can never take the weight of the chair once you have it yeah and that's good news i i love a good news story and i'm smiling as i'm listening to you but does it take adjusting because for four years, you know that old chair. Does it have a name? <laughs> it's, a, it's, an RGK, it's an RGK chair. They call it RGK. But, I mean, didn't and, you give it a nickname, KG? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I, I mean, if I cannot give my kind name. <laughs> <laughs> so, four years. It's a four-year relationship with your old chair. Now shifting to something that is lightweight. I mean, I'm sure you've tested it out and you've gone and practiced in it. And is it very different. Is the feel different? 
Most definitely. You know, it may it makes pushing easier. You know, those three pushes that used to look hard, they become, you know, two to one and a half push actually. So it it, it makes a it really makes a huge a huge difference to be to be to be honest mm. in terms of movement training. You know, it, it does because now instead of investing too much power in pushing. You can just with one or two pushes keep gliding around the court because that's that's what you need. That mm. momentum on the chair to keep flowing and flowing and flowing. You don't want to you don't want stop and close or too many short pushes just to get to the ball. Mm, that's good to hear and good to know. Where I guess with the support and the cushioning that you have from the right people in order to elevate you to number one. Uh, what is on your goals list? Look, my biggest goal is still to win the slam, you know. That hasn't changed. I need to I need to wrap up a measure and obviously with Paralympics coming as wanna finish at the podium, I don't care which medal colour it is, I just want a podium finish. So those are just my biggest goals, you know, at the moment and I hope I can just make it happen. It sounds like you're well on your way to making it happen. KG, it's always a pleasure chatting to you here on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for always making time for us and everything of the best. Thank you. More than welcome. That's KG Monchane there, wheelchair tennis star. I love chatting to that woman. And I think that that chat with her just, I mean, it's like a tapestry, I guess. You know, something that we just put together now in conversation um, with these two powerful women from Natalie Detoy to KG Monchane and that hashtag of women can, you know, hashtag women can talking from her lowest lows in 2018. And I know that we chatted about that as well right here on Radio 2000 at a point where she just said, you know, that's it. Peace out. Um, and the right people come in to support, uh, to hold hands, to partner, to show the way. And it's just beautiful to see it all come together. And so I do feel like these are the conversations that women in sport together should be having in order to elevate other women who are coming through. But beautiful story to tell nonetheless. Going to music. And when we come back, we'll do a couple of scores before I say goodbye. We have suffered much loss and much defeat. We must win for ourselves.